Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy one orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talk topic is dating tips, tricks, and hard truths from a celebrity matchmaker. That's right, guys. I know you've followed me for the past two years, and you know I've dated a lot, like a lot. And I've given you some tips, but you know... <laughs> Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. This woman, this woman has a 98% success rate and she matches people who are like next level in the dating game. They're celebrities. Uh, her name is Gina Hendricks. She is a celebrity matchmaker, author, and relationship expert. And she is here. She is going to tell you a little bit about herself. So take it away, Gina. Take it away. Um, I'm so glad you're having me on. Thank you so much, first of all. Um, yeah, so yeah, I started my company in 2008 um, with a passion for connecting people. I Before that, I had been a, a, a top celebrity wardrobe stylist, fashion stylist, dressing celebrities. Um, but I just have always been obsessed with connecting people with a lot of things, animals, jobs, you know, whatever, at love. And so in 2008, I started my company um, trying to match everybody. But then as I went along, um, I just fell into this niche where uh, I started working with, yes, celebrities, not just celebrities, though. I work with billionaires. I work with multimillionaires. I work with the ultra elite um, and not, you know, because they can't meet people, but because they really sort of need somebody to act more as a gatekeeper to look out for them. So that's what I do. And I've written two books and, and I have, I have a lot of things going on at this point. I can I'd go on all day listing everything. Can you give me the names of your books? Sure. My first book's called stop being a bitch and get a boyfriend. Uh, it's on Amazon. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. It's tongue in cheek. And then, uh, the most recent book is called the great Manhunt where I teach women how to attract the better men, specifically using the dating apps. Right, right. We're going to be talking about that yes. a lot for sure. Yes. Uh, so we are doing a coffee talk today. It's midday and both of us are very busy with a lot to do. So Gina, let's raise our coffee cups and let's get ready to talk about my tiki mug here. There we go. <laughs> I love it. It's yep. It's my go-to mug. And we Cheers. are... Let's talk about dating and relationships and maybe a little bit about sex. We'll get there. Uh, but mostly, I really want to dive into the dating. Uh, and to clear up for my listeners, uh, do you focus primarily on cis heterosexual people? I work with people who are primary. I mean, I work with people who are heterosexual. I have fallen into 
just the straight and narrow niche. Um, I would love to do other things. I mean, that's kind of interesting. I'm interested in connecting all people, but my lane is the straight and narrow. Um, now you said you started your company in 2008. So is that's the length of time you've been matchmaking? Officially, yes. Unofficially, I mean, I'd been doing it, you know, for years prior, just sort of as a, a hobby, uh, just for fun. Um, but I officially started my company in 2008. So I guess that's what I was going to ask. How did you, how did you end up being a matchmaker? <laughs> like, I know, right. I'm the, and honestly, the most unlikely matchmaker ever. Um, but, um, I just, again, with a passion, I've always been a person who has followed all of my passions and I have a lot of passions, but, um, my first passion was to get out of Memphis, Tennessee and live in Los Angeles. So I became a flight attendant, did that for nine years. And then I always had a passion for fashion and became a, you know, celebrity fashion stylist. But then I always had a passion for connecting people. I've been good at it. I mean, if I drive by, you know, a a house for rent, a brainstorm, like who's looking for a house for rent or who's looking for a house for, you know, I've just always been like that. And, and so I was one of those women who, you know, living in Los Angeles since the age of like 21, I dated every kind of guy, like all the bad boys, the rock stars, the movies. I dated a lot of them, all of them almost. And, uh, (laughs) and made a lot of mistakes, um, but was obsessed with this, you know, reading the relationship books and, you know, like a lot of women, but then it just, I don't know, it just resonated with me that I just made a decision to, to what originally though, I discovered online dating in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. And mm-hmm. I wanted to start my own online dating site because I thought, what a great idea to be able to connect with people outside your circle was such a cool idea, but it was so uncool at the same time. Like Matt, it was called matchmaker.com and it was match.com. That was all really there was. American Singles was the first one ever, I think. And so anyway, I tried for years to start my own online dating site, but I didn't know the first thing about running a big company and tech. And I was like, oh, so afraid. So finally a mentor that had seen me, I really tried for seven years off and on uh, to do this. And a mentor finally said, Jeannie, you know, you've been trying to do this a long time. Why don't you think about being a traditional matchmaker? Um, and, and he gave me a couple of books and I don't know, it really resonated with me. And I just fully went all in. I went all in. I love that you give your background dating because one of the things I I have put in the title of this podcast is that you're going to share some hard truths. And what I love about Gina's, I found her on TikTok. And what I love about her channel, her, you know, what, what do, you, do we call them channel, TikTok channels, whatever. My page uh, or whatever. Page, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, it works. Um, is that you, you, you don't bullshit. And, oh. and some of the things that you've said I, I have resonated with my real life experience. And it feels like it's not the pretty bullshit necessarily that you're going to get in a book or from some of the, you know, speak fast, look, uh, you know, flashy uh, relationship people out there. Most of the relationship people just want to kiss people's asses so that they can sell things to them. You know what I mean? They just tell them what they want to hear because that's better for business in a lot of ways. But, you know, that's not helpful. So I don't like to do that. 
No, I think you give real lived advice that still rings true today. I don't yeah, care what helpful. anyone says. I like only relatively knew at the last year and a half, almost two years out of the dating scene. And I was going, I mean, it was my dating life was almost like a goddamn job. So yeah, it is kind of like a job these days. Dating is harder than yeah. ever with all the, all the resources we have. You'd think it'd be easier, but it actually makes it harder which is what we are going to jump into. We are going to come back to talking to Gina and her matchmaking and and why I am predicting matchmakers are going to be kind of the new uh, go-to for really successful dating. Uh, but right now, let's focus on what is, which is... Um, online dating and, and get, that's how most of us get back into dating. So I wanted to just kick it off. And, and this is, uh, this is going to go out to all the ladies who are listening. Uh, so women right now, at least, I don't know what you're getting in your feed on TikTok and social, but there's a lot of women that are really fed up with, with trash men and matching with trash men. But deep down, we all want, you know, we all want to find someone. So let's say one of these ladies is finally ready to jump back into dating. And I know a lot of women are, and they're just like, I want, you know, I want to start dating, but my God, I don't think I can handle going through all of the crap. Uh, So I want to know, and we'll get into the minutia, but what's your number one piece of advice for women who are about to get back in dating. They don't want to have to, you know, go on the garbage dates. Do you have just one kind of top left? I know that's a big question, man. It is. And I'm also wondering, can I go ahead and have my, some of my coffee? Yeah. We, and okay. we can cheers and drink all the way throughout. Okay. Good, 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 good. Right. Could be ugly fast. I've got yeah. drunk on a TikTok live TikTok once. I'll never do that again. Oh my God. That was not I- I've had some sketchy podcasts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> we've been there. We've done that. It's okay. Um, yeah. So one piece of advice, you know, I guess, honestly, I guess you have to start with kind of ado- adapting the right mindset because your mindset is absolutely everything. So then if you're fearful, you've got to just be fearless. You know, that's how I face everything in life is, you know, being fearless because I think you have to say, you know, and I know, well, Listen, when I say, as I say this, I think there's going to be a lot of people that go, uh, because I was going to be like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? But we know what the worst thing that could happen is. But you know what? Nothing. I mean, the worst that can happen is when you walk out your door every day too, right? I mean, there's crazy, bad, weird people absolutely everywhere. And And I I think that those people that uh, have scared people to do online dating or the dating apps, they're not offering another solution. You know, I'm I'm honestly more fearful to meet some random guy that comes up to me on the street that I am on a dating app because at least I feel like on a dating app, they're somewhat trackable. You know what I mean? Whereas a total stranger, there is no backstory. So I think you have to adopt a mindset of, of really wanting to do it and deciding that you're going to be fearless about it. We'll be right back. My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code SELS20. Check out the Vim vibrating wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget, 
forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the Lady Bai for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. I love that you bring up the mindset because I want to talk about this really quickly because it is something I've heard a lot from women. Um, And I think if I go back on my timeline, I I certainly fell into this. But I think the other thing about a mindset is I was talking to a woman, a beautiful woman who has, you know, was talented, smart, so on and so forth. And we were talking about dating and I was talking about my dating life. And I made some comment like, no, no, she made a comment about, oh, I I see these men who are good looking and look like, you know, uh, successful. And I don't swipe on them because basically, basically she thinks she's not good enough for them. And I was like, I don't think I'm not good enough for anybody. And I know maybe that sounds, I mean, I just don't, there is no one when I was dating, uh, regardless of if I thought, oh, uh, they're physically more fit than me, or maybe they look like they have more money than me. I went into it with a mindset of, I believe in myself. I know what I bring to the table. Right. Um, and I don't care if the guy I go on date with is technically, you know, better looking than me. Uh, conventionally speaking, or more successful than me financially, I know the sum of my parts and yeah. what I bring to the table. And you feel good about yourself. So Absolutely. you're confident. Right. And she looked at me like I was insane. She's like, how do you, how do you come to feel that way? But don't you feel that that's also a key to dating? Like be fearless, but also don't like, I think you also have to be, you know, feel good about yourself and know your worth. Well, I think part of not, I think a big part of not being, I think one of the only ways to really not be fearless is to be certain of yourself, you know what I mean? And confident Mm -hmm. with yourself. And I think, you know, I think that when it comes to the dating apps, in some ways you can take things personally, but really you shouldn't take it personally because everybody has their tastes. And like, I have group coaching right now going on with women. It's an eight week thing we're doing. And we meet every Monday night through zoom and we do swipe sessions. I call it man shopping. And we're looking at the guys and talking about them stuff. And I think what I, what I try to remind my ladies is that when we're looking on the apps, we don't know what people's types are. Right. So you could be the hot for this guy, but maybe he likes petite brunettes and you're a tall blonde and there's plenty of men that like tall blondes, but, it, but, it, but you being a, you know what I mean? And so, or just everybody has their taste. And I, and I think women are specific and have their taste as well, but I find that men, at least the men I've worked with and just even met, cause anywhere I go, men will tell me everything. They mm-hmm. seem to have a very specific type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I love that. Don't take anything personally. Yeah, I can't take it personally. I have told people that all of the time from being ghosted to, I mean, unless I, I'm actually at the point where I've gone on several dates with someone. I feel like we've invested in each other. Right. I don't like, I could have gone on two dates with somebody and if suddenly that I'm kind of like, maybe we need to be at the 10th date or there needs to be something real. If you disappear until someone really knows me. I don't give a, yeah, I do not take it personally. No, I think how they treat me says more about them. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, in the first few from your messaging phase on the apps to the call, I always tell everybody to get on a call before a date to even the first couple of dates. I like, 
like a, be it like a water off a duck's back. Don't even think about them. Don't even, you know, but I think women become so obsessed so soon about one guy that they've connected with. And it's, it's not real yet. It's not real yet, really. It's not, it's not. I love this. I mean, it's so in line with my experience. And I always just told myself, you know what, Annette, in two days, even if I kind of felt that like I was excited and something went wrong, I'm like, in two days, I'm going to forget who this motherfucker is. Exactly. And I always did. I'd have to really rack my brain because I would go on to the next. And that's how you should be. Exactly. Until somebody has shown up enough and been consistent enough that that they've earned their place to stand out in your mind. You know, right. but, um, but we, we just get so like, uh, you know, so excited about somebody that's showing up and presenting great that we put all our eggs. I have women contact me and they'll say, Gina, take me out of your ba- database. I met somebody, you know, yesterday, or I met somebody <laughs> two weeks ago or whatever. And I'm like, like literally, why wouldn't you just stay in the database? I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. It's nothing public. Nobody even sees you in the database. It doesn't even make sense to me. Why not stay there until you're engaged? Like, you know what I mean? I think that's I true. Know. I mean, I think that that's, and cheers to making them earn. What did you say? They have to earn said, it. They have to earn them. Earn it. Yeah. Earn so that they make, they make a place in your, in your mind. Like, you know what I mean? But strangers have not earned anything yet. Um, yeah, I, they have to be consistently showing up and showing you that they're genuinely interested before they're even a blip on my radar ever. Uh, that is that is great advice. I think I don't know what it is about. I think women in general, we we really I don't know. I don't know what it is about our conditioning that we don't think about making dudes like earn it. I know that is we not so our excited. Go-to hearts and rainbows on the piece. But I mean, I've been there though. I've been that person. So I, you know, the, I think a big part, in fact, I know a big part of why I'm so passionate about, you know, helping the women, which, you know, for my matchmaking business, to be clear, it's only men who hire me. So mm-hmm. my men are the people I actually work for, for matchmaking. And I have to go through the world and do as they say, uh, and find the women that they tell me they want to meet. Right. But the other side of it that I've been developing in the last few years is this other side where I give advice to women because I've learned so much about the men. I was that woman. I would, I'm almost all these women that show up on my doorstep, making all these mistakes. I've been all of those women. And then I learned so much from having my business. And this is why I'm, I'm so passionate about sharing the truth with the ladies. You know, I know that's, do you, do you hear that guys? Her clients are the men. Yes. So the advice she's giving you isn't something she's making up in her head. She's literally getting it from the source. So whether you like what she's saying or not, it's, it's from the source and it's the uh, truth. <laughs> it is the truth. And 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 it just really resonates with me. Um, and I could go on about that forever, but I want to ask you this. Sure. What do you think for women, what's the best dating app in your opinion? Well, I mean, I I say bumble. I say bumble. I just did a TikTok yesterday about Bumble. Uh, and I say Bumble should be paying me, and I do believe they should be paying me, but they're not. Um and, and they're missing the boat on that anyway, um, because here's the thing. So my easy go-to answer is Bumble because I believe people should go where the numbers are, right? Um, because why would you want to limit yourself with a small pool of people? Um, but saying that it's as if you're going to a big party where everybody's at the party. So there's 
losers at the party. <laughs> there's celebrities at the party. There's good, uh, there's everybody at the party, you know? Mm-hmm. So you would want to go to the most popular party. And I believe that to be Bumble. I believe that over Tinder. Well, I've never really done Tinder, to be honest with you, but I do listen. I, I, every single day of my life, I spend almost all day long talking to people about Mm -hmm. dating in one way or another. And a lot of times, most of the time it is dating apps. So, um, I think, yes, I think I don't, I don't hear a lot of people, at least to me, they're not really talking about Tinder so much. I mean, yeah. Can I give you my my take on Tinder? No, you cannot. No, <laughs> it's like yes. uh, it's like it's like the dive bar. Of, Correct. Of it's dating. The, right. Dive <laughs> bar. You know dating. What you're come up with. <laughs> Fair enough. Now I did a live. I do a live TikTok every Wednesday night at six o'clock Pacific. So I'm doing one tomorrow night. Um, and I had this girl join me the last Wednesday it was the first time normally I do Q and A's, but I had a girl join me and she does dating TikTok videos. She's just like a single girl in LA. And she gave the most brilliant hack for Tinder. And I don't know if you've heard this. I don't even think she's done a video about it. She should, I'm going to do a video about it, but um, using her tips, but she says like, and she's like a statistic person, right? Her background's being a CPA. So she loves data Um, and I hate that stuff, but anyway, so she said she, she's done the data and she's blah, blah, blah. And a long story short with Tinder, she says, they're only showing you when you, the first two matches on Tinder are like whatever percentage of like your most highly valued. Those, these are the people that most people find attractive. These are the people that get swiped on the most. The first two people are like the top level. And then the second person is like a step below. And she said what she does so that she only gets served up the best is she just swipes on the first two matches, closes the app. And she says, she opens it, does this about 10 times a day. And then she's only matching with the top tier people. Now, another girl who's in my group coaching, she said she, that she's found on Bumble. And this is interesting. I got to do a Bumble about this. Uh, or TikTok about this, but she said that she found on Bumble that when you're swiping on a particular man's occupation, so if you're swiping on lawyers, if you're swiping on architects, then they start matching you with more of those occupations. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That is interesting. A couple tips I've never talked about, folks. I, I can, the tender thing I, I can believe because, and I don't know, maybe it's on all apps, but I feel like you get a, you know, you open up, you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to see who's matched with me. And you get your first match and you're like, damn, yeah that person's hot. And you get the next one. You're like, eh, they're pretty good. And then it's and just it goes all downhill. Down. Right. Fair enough. So yeah, try her yeah. hack and, and see if it works. But yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people also like hinge, but I don't know. I'm not ever, I've never been crazy about hinge probably because I'm just sort of a creature of habit. And I find that, you know, I have this whole strategy and system on Bumble and I like the way that works, um, which is, you know, how you just swipe and then you match. And then on a lot of people think on Bumble, the guy like has to, like the woman has to make the effort first. Um, and so pushback from ladies is like, oh, I don't want to be on an app where I have to make the effort first, but that's what I would say. So yeah. Right. But if, but with my strategy, it's you match and you don't make the effort first. What you do is you wait for those guys then to extend the time. We'll be right back. 
Start the new year off with a bang. My code explores 15 gets you 15% off womanizer.com's famous pleasure air tech sex toys. You know, the clit satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. Get ready for blended orgasms or the premium two. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. That was brilliant. I watched that video and I'm like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, it's a game changer. It really is a game changer. Mm -hmm. I've had women test it. And when women come back and say that doesn't work, nobody extends the time. It is simply because either a combo, either their profile photos are not good enough, which that's 99% of the people anyway, Mm -hmm. um, or they're swiping on people that are just not right for them anyway. And it could be one or two or combo up, you know? Right, right. Uh, so I'm so glad you shared that. Uh, that I it's so unfortunate. I didn't have that information when I was dating, but I was immediately like, "Oh, that's brilliant!" Because what I did hate about Bumble was having to uh, reach out to them first, and then I don't know how many times I would go ahead and make the move and reach out to them, and it was like men were waiting out there to tell me my first message was. It was like their revenge for however they were treated, I think by women. And they'd be like, well, if I sent a woman a a first message like that, she would, I actually had that happen multiple times. And I was like, what was your first message? I mean, I always tried to find something in the profile that actually made me recognize them. Right. And, and I'd say something short. I do not do long first messages because I'm not, I'm not wasting a whole bunch of time for something that may not move. I don't have that kind of time. It's always something a little bit personalized, something funny. Cause uh, I think, I think I'm witty. Um, yeah. And and honestly, I think whatever I had said that some of of the men were just kind of waiting there to have that reaction. And then I had a moment of like, Oh my God, do I just match with douchebags? And that would be a me problem. Yeah. It is a you problem (laughs) because here's the thing. It's not. And I say this, you aren't matching with them. You're swiping on them. You're choosing them because you wouldn't be matching with them if you weren't first swiping yes on them. So So it's beyond matching. It's your, you were choosing. And that's what I was sitting here thinking. You were, you must've just been choosing some down and dirty dirt bags. Well, I think that that's interesting too, how I ended up with my current partner. Is he a down and dirty dirt bag? No, no, no. And in fact, uh, well, trust me, I have dated down and dirty dirt. (laughs) Who has it? And how I ended up with him. We actually met on Bumble and this will bring me to, uh, I think this is a great story because um, he was very, he pursued me, um, very handsome, all this stuff. He was out. He was definitely not my typical guy, which is probably why it's such a great relationship. Um, but here's what he did and you're going to get a kick out of this. Um, he kept kind of trying to, uh, talk me into meeting up and I had been very busy, but he basically went from kind of talking about dinner to, well, why don't we meet up for drinks? And I'm like, 
And I, I, I can't remember what I said to him, but basically it, it felt like the date downgraded a little. Yeah, 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 right. From dinner yeah. to drinks. Yeah. And what I realized in that moment was that he was going on lots of dates and he, and then he was like, and then if we enjoy, see how it goes and then maybe we'll have dinner together. That's what he said. He was like, let's Mm -hmm. meet, have drinks and then see how it goes. And then we'll have dinner together. And I instantly went, dude, either you're going to be all in on me or not. And I know you're going out on other dates, but I'm also spending my time and my time is my money too. Um, and we've gone back and forth about this because I've told him I won't go on coffee dates. This brings me to coffee dates. You did a whole I did. Uh, video on that. People and and listen, like I'm not a coffee hater. I love coffee, especially and, in a tiki mug, but I love coffee. Um, yeah, people were outraged about me suggesting that there was a bad idea for coffee. They were furious with me about were. that. Yeah. And I was like, you ladies, you need to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And and I kept hearing, oh, I feel safer why would you be safer at a coffee shop than a restaurant being free dined? And, um, I, I agree with you. Like, I think that first date really shows the level of investment and seriousness someone's putting into it. And if they've taken time to talk to you, um, and vet you and they find you interesting, then they're going to want to go all in on that first date. And I'm like, And I thought that was great advice. So people, women out there, and I know largely there were some pretty angry responses to this. I don't even, so I'll be honest. I don't read any of that stuff. Like after I've noticed with TikTok, like once the, I can tell the videos, like getting a lot of traction, you know, after a few thousand, like if it's going rapidly, then I know it's going to turn ugly fast, the comments, because I just know how people are yeah. and I don't even read it. So I could, I saw a couple of the negative stuff and I knew where it was headed. And so I didn't, I just don't even read that stuff. It was like a half and half, or I think there are plenty of schooled people out there that were like, yeah, yeah. that resonates. I was just like, she is so right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then I unfortunately ended up getting COVID. We didn't talk. And then he pursued me again. Oh, we came and back. That's how we ended up together. I was that's a year interesting. later. He what? found me on another app and he actually accidentally like some, he found me somewhere else and he reached out and what won me over was he didn't bring up, he didn't act sour about me having pretty much ghosted him. Um, he was just very much like, I, I think we met before we, nothing came of it. Would you, you know, and he, he, so we have similar tattoos. He made a comment about that. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is, that takes, that takes like. And you met him for coffee? No. I'm just joking. I know. <laughs> no, I've been getting next level treatment. Uh, but Good. I think that whole uh, scenario, as I listen to your advice, I'm like, see, that's lived experience. Yeah. So. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. People can hate it, but you know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's the truth. <laughs> it know. is the truth. It is the truth. So and then I assume your, your advice for the men would be the same, the same app, or do you, ad, would you advise differently for men when it comes to what apps to jump on? No, I'd probably advise the men to do Bumble, to do Bumble as well. I mean, listen, let's face it. Everybody tells me that they see all the same people on all the same apps anyway. 
Um, but yeah, I find, so what I don't like about Hinge, and I think actually they changed one thing I didn't like about Hinge. So what I didn't like about Hinge was for a long time until really recently, they uh, weren't even having a question that you would state what your relationship goal was, what your intention was. Mm-hmm. It just didn't even have that. And that's annoying and not good. And I believe they don't have that on Tinder, do they? We'll be right back. Kick off the new year with a jaw-dropping 30% off of some of the hottest sex toys and my favorite, Gleam Lube, with code EXPLORERS30 when you shop thethruster.com. Known as the home of the incredible build-your-own-thruster prime, thethruster.com is also partnered with lassiere.com, where you'll find gorgeous vibrating steel toys, and boutiquevoila.com, where you can grab a vibrating lipstick, a rubber ducky that gets lucky, or even get pounded by... Thor's hammer, literally, all for 30% off with code EXPLORES30. Just head to thethruster.com where you'll find The Thruster, Lassier, and Boutique Voila and enjoy 30% off your site-wide purchases with code EXPLORES30 at checkout. Cheers. No, I think you have to write it out. I mean, Tinder, you basically have to write everything that you want. So, I see. I see. Which so, people get around a lot. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So I I like it when it's it's a, almost a required question. You know what I mean? So that then you know what you're, who you're dealing with, what you're dealing with. But um, but also on Hinge, the other thing is that you know the guys just seem to make lo- a lot of low level effort, which is harding you or you know liking you or a rose or whatever, and 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 really. I tell my ladies, if you want to use Hinge, it's fine. But for God's sakes, only pay attention to those men that can at least string like three words or a whole sentence together for you. If a man cannot put together a sentence to say something to you in that, you know, first connection where you're first getting on somebody's radar, then and all they can manage is like a thumbs up or a like, that means nothing. And I would overlook and I tell them only focus on those guys who have actually managed to string a few words together. (laughs) Right, right. It's an effort, effort. So tips to getting to the first date. Tips to getting to the first date. Um, Well, let's, uh, well, I guess this both, let's assume you're now in the messaging phase with the person, whether you're on Hinge or Tinder or Bumble, whatever you're on. First of all, my first rule is that you do not let these messages go on and on and on and on. Okay. <laughs> then it'll start to wither and die on the vine because at because you don't know this person and trying to make conversation with a total stranger a lot of times can just start getting really boring and then it sort of fizzles. So I think that you know it should be like a tennis match of back and forth questions. So hopefully the person that you're interested in this person to ask them interesting questions, they're interested to ask you interesting questions. And there's a little like flirty interest back and forth, not like, Oh yeah. I read messages last night from my group session. This one girl started talking with this guy about her mascot in college and they're talking about the college days. And I'm just like, yeah, no, 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 no. When it takes a turn like that, you want to take hold of it and find out like, So, you know, uh, you know what you're in Santa Monica, let's pretend you're in Santa Monica. I'm in Santa Monica. Like, what are your favorite restaurants? Like try to cue it up. So there's some interesting talk happening, but don't let the messages go on more than 
four messages back and forth. If it's a good vibe, somebody needs to suggest a call and move it onto a call. And the call is crucial to pre-qualifying and getting other answers. So if somebody hasn't put what they're looking for, or if, or if you're not sure if somebody has the money you're looking for and has the license, this is, this is where the call you, you need to really consider this more of a pre-qualifying. And then at the end of the call, a date should be scheduled. And that is how that should roll out. In my opinion. Interesting. Now, can you suggest the call or would you say that? Okay. So it's, uh, and when absolutely the date, it does, it doesn't matter who brings up the date. Do you have suggestions on that? I can, I can tell you how to take hold of it. So, cause the thing, the thing is a lot of men these days, they don't know when to pull the trigger. They don't know if, cause, cause they, cause every different, every woman's different, right? So every woman's comfort level is different and they, they have, I'm sure they have blown it when they've suggested a call too soon. I'm sure they have blown it for sure when they didn't ask for a call soon enough. So they never know. So it's perfectly fine. Like if, if you want to speed it along, and I recommend you do, um, you need to like pre-qualify people quickly and move on, pre-qualify. So if you're on message and the message has gone well, but it just seems like it's still talking, then what I would say and what I tell my ladies to say is, hey, you know, to be honest, I'm not on the apps that much. I'd prefer to get on a call and chat. What Mm -hmm. do you think? Now, here's what I just said. I said, what do you think? Meaning I didn't offer my number. I didn't ask for his number. I threw it to him to say, hey, I don't like to get, I'm not a big chatter on it. Like a call. What do you think? I want him to come back and he usually will say, oh yeah, I'd love to get on a call. And he'll usually give his number. But then I have my ladies come back and say, well, here's my number. I look forward to hearing from you. Boom. And that's the end of the chat chat land now. He's got to move it over to, to the call. Now, usually at that point, they will still text you on your phone now, but that's okay. Cause again, they don't know if you want a straight up call or if they need to arrange a call. So they'll usually text and say, Hey, it's John from Bumble. Um, and I'd be like, Hey John, you know, I can talk this afternoon. Give me a call. I just keep reiterating. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get pulled back into chit chatting on a text. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Yes. Now, once you're on the call, do you yes. wait for him to ask for the date? So here's the thing. So when you're on the call, Hopefully, again, this is where you guys are both pre-qualifying each other. Maybe he has decided during the call he's not interested in you. Maybe you've decided during the call you're not interested in him. That's totally fine. That's what this call is all about, you know? It's called dating. And uh, and so, but if there is a good fun vibe and you've talked about fun places you like to go, again, you know, you need to get your answers. So like, you know, a lot of women tell me, oh, every man I meet, he's, he's never looks like his pictures or he's much shorter than he says, like whatever your issues are, or I keep meeting married men. So whatever your issues are, when you get them on the call, that's where you want to get clarification. Like, you know, for me, like, I don't want to date a man who also doesn't own a home or, you know, so then what you would say is I'd say, yeah, you know, I bought my cabin in the mountains in November. How long have you owned your home? Or something like that. And you just ask, you know, or like I tell a lot of women who have height things that just say, oh my God, like, how's it going for you on Bumble? And you let them tell you. And then you say, well, for me, it's like, I just get so frustrated because so many men have said they're a certain height and in heels, like I'm over six one and I don't want to show up and meet anybody who's going to be shorter than me. 
So you're telling the truth about your height, right? And you can laugh about it, make a joke about it, but, but you need to get clarification. Like, and you know, gosh, you wouldn't, oh, really? How's Bumble going for you? Okay, good. Cause I've met so many people and you wouldn't believe, but they're posting old pictures. They show up and their pictures are like two, three, five years old. You know, you say it. So then they know that's, that's how you pre-qualify. Okay. So now let's pretend all, everything's worked out. You're getting along. It's an interesting, fun conversation. Okay. If it's a good vibe and he's actually interested, he should suggest a date, okay? But if you're unsure and he's like, okay, well, I'll call you again sometime. Uh-uh-uh. So you're going to say to him, oh, well, you know, and I'll, we'll just use John. Uh, well, you know, John, I, you know, it's been fun talking to you. And, you know, but uh, I'll be honest, I'm just, I think it's better just to meet, like make a plan and meet. What do you think? And again, do it like you did the call. Toss it back to him. Don't you think? Right. I think it's better if we make a plan to meet. Don't you think? Because, you know, I'm not looking for a phone, buddy. I'm sure you're not either, you know? Um, and they'll respect that. And if they're interested, they will make a plan. And if they don't, bang, that is the end of that. I love that. Honestly, because I can't tell you how many people get stuck in this cycle of just dragging their feet and dragging their feet. And I and I actually tested it with a guy who um, we had done a call. This was several, a few years ago. We'd done a call and on the call, he sounded interesting, but it, he wasn't like, he didn't have a fire under his ass. In other words, to, to try to make a plan with me after we got off the phone call, he was like, okay, well, if I'm in the Venice area, um, I'll give you a call and we can get And I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think so. Um, whatever I said, I forget. Well then cut to like a year later, you know, they don't remember you a lot of times. And he connected with me again on another app <clears throat> and he, and I said, you know, and we were talking and I think he brought it up. He said, he remembered me and I didn't remember him. And, and I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, I think we talked on the phone. And then I went back through and started looking and then, and then it jogged my memory. And then I actually said to him, and this was, I think through messenger at this point, I said, oh yeah, I remember you now. I said, we were talking, but you didn't make, seem have to have any interest in making a plan. And that tells me, you know, you're not serious about dating or you're not a whatever the, and he goes, ha ha ha. Yeah, you're right. I was just not really ready at that time, you know? So there's so many people that'll just waste your time yeah. and they'll string you along, but you got to nip it in the bud. I think it's very efficient the way you've laid it out. That's going to weed people out fast and it's efficient. It won't waste your time. So we are going to take on that note, a little break, and then we're going to be back. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the dating session, uh, a section of this with a couple of more questions. And then we're going to talk about, I want to say something really quick on that note. Okay, good. Hold it. Uh, because I, I still have a couple more questions okay. and then we're going to talk about matchmaking and what that looks like and why you might want to consider it. So we'll be back. In the interest of helping my listeners achieve more orgasms, I'm partnering with the sustainable sex toy company, Love Not War, and gifting each of you a 20% discount on all of their products, including their vibrators with exchangeable heads and the Koi, which is the world's most sustainable wand. All you have to do to add these innovative and earth-friendly toys to your toy box at 20% off is head to their website, 
l-n-w.com and enter my special code LRT20 at checkout. That's l-n-w.com and the 20% discount code LRT20. Look, I just know you're going to love these vibes. I certainly do. Cheers. And we're back. All right. We are talking with Gina Hendricks, a celebrity matchmaker, relationship expert, and could use a lot of relationship advice. Um, we were talking about dating, how to uh, get to the first date is kind of what we were working up to. And, and she just gave us a very efficient method to online dating, getting to the first phone call and then getting to the first date. I do want to say something because I do think, you, you know, you started off asking, you know, if I was going to, if, if I do, you know, sort of gay matchmaking mm-hmm. or talk about that. And I don't talk about that a lot and I don't do it for matchmaking only because those, I just, those clients haven't really shown up, but, mm-hmm. um, but I will say when it comes to my advice for the dating apps, I think people are people. And I think you can qualify and pre-qualify the exact same way. You know, I mean, I know that there's different like hookup cultures where people do want to, but there's also a lot of people, gay community that want actually substantial relationships. And Mm -hmm. and I think so if you're somebody who's looking for a substantial relationship, I think the same rules that I've given earlier, they apply the same techniques, strategies will apply. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think the only thing you have to watch out in the lesbian world is to try to avoid ending married after the first date. Um, yeah. That's the so, old joke that what's, what's a lesbian's first date you all, together. It is not, it's not inaccurate when I, I am bisexual, when I date women, oh. I definitely have gone on first dates and they're asking me about, uh, my vision for living together and children and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, go down <laughs> lady. I want And why do you think women want to do that so quickly? I, you know, it is a mystery to me. Um, why that's, why that's a thing. I, I, because I, I am not like that. I've really just never been like right. that. Um, I want to find out if I like the person first. Well, I it might go, I know it might go hand in hand though, with what we said, like how the women do, like when they meet a guy, they're like hearts and rainbows and they want it to go so fast. And so maybe it's the case that when we're talking about women in general, and we say that women do that a lot, they want to like progress it really quickly with a guy or think he's the one right away. Now you have two women who are both on that same thought pattern. So maybe that is why that happens a lot. You know, I think that you just nailed it on the head. And, um, so, uh, that's, that's definitely probably then the strategy is how to date a woman and slow it down. Um, but I think what I, I would like to move to next, I have two questions left, uh, left on this dating on the subject of dating. What are your recommendations for the best first date? You mean what to do for a first date? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if the, and if the guy is suggesting, again, we, we kind of talked about the coffee date, blah, uh, right. but what are you looking for, for the optimal first date? Oh, I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to give you. So before I answer that question, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you uh, how to deal with a scenario. If 
let's see. So if somebody suggests coffee and you don't want to do coffee, I would say to say something like, oh, you know, coffee is so unsexy, which is what I said in my TikTok video, because that is my go-to. And you can even do like a wink and be flirty about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then hopefully they reroute the plan or they go, well, I don't, I don't drink. Okay. Then let's lunch is even better than, than coffee because it's at least more of a commitment. But I did have a woman in my group coaching who she's an attorney. She's smart. She's educated. She's also matching with these men who have advanced degrees and all this stuff. And they were much older. Um, and he she says, Gina, what do I do? He suggested, um, a restaurant that I like, I never, that's not my kind of thing. I was like, well, what is it? And she said, Olive Garden, he has to go to Olive Garden. And so my initial thing was to say, which I've given this advice before, but, um, I don't know if I've ever done, they'd hate me on TikTok if I said this, so I should do a video for this, but I, but I came up with not just targeting Olive Garden, but if you want to cover all chain restaurants and make sure that somebody doesn't take you to any low-end chain restaurants, what you would say is, oh, you know, um, to be honest, I don't know if I have a weak stomach or what it is, but I, when it just seems like whenever I go to, to any chain restaurant, I end up with food poisoning. And you say that, <laughs> hopefully you don't have a chain restaurant that's your sponsor here. Um, <laughs> But then that kind of nips that in the bud and they will not suggest any chain restaurants anymore. So you'll only go to better places. That's my that's my go to. Um, so I do think that people should be able to make an make an investment of time. And, and I'm not saying necessarily an investment in money because I have no problem, honestly, with lunch or even happy hour. I mean, happy hour is kind of fun because I love like happy hour food and drinks and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yes, it can roll into dinner. But I think so. I think that it should be anything from I think lunch is also an indicator, though, that maybe somebody's not 100 percent certain. That's why a lot of ladies will like to go to lunch because they're not 100 percent certain about the guys. But if somebody's pretty certain and excited about you, usually they're going to suggest dinner. Usually. Yeah. I don't, unless they're just very cheap. I don't think I've ever had someone ask me to a chain restaurant. Come to think of it. I don't think I have either. What is strange. I haven't ever thought of it, but what is, I mean, honestly, when it comes to the money thing too, like I would be thrilled if someone were like, Hey, how about a picnic at a park, you know, during COVID days. And they brought like, you know, Lesbians now, do this a lot of charcuterie with all the champagne and that's stuff. That's fun. Oh God, but now, yeah. what, now, one thing I will say about that, because I had a woman go, I have all it. Listen, I'm dealing with these scenarios every day, all day long. Okay. Right. So I also had that scenario happen recently where the man and it was their second date. And he said, oh, let's go on a picnic at the beach. Okay. And, but here's where he messed it up because he, he wanted to them to go together to Whole Foods or Erewhon first to then shop together. Oh, to, to no, 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 no. I know, no. I know. Instead of just showing up with everything and making life easy. So can we go yeah. have these at the store? <laughs> yeah. So I, I told her, I recommended to her because I knew that she wasn't excited about it. And let's face it, if we're not excited about it, even if we go to go to do it, we're, it, we're not going to be in the best mood. It's not going to be the good vibe and it's going to die because of that. So right. I told her you cannot suck it up and go. If you're going to be like pouty about it, if you're going to be upset about it, I said, so, you know, what I would tell him is say that you've had some, I do, I do make little white lies. I'm not, you know, I said, just, you know, tell him that you've had some sort of allergy issues and it's been super windy out and, and you just would rather sit inside and eat somewhere you know, right, but I said, right. for God's sakes, you got to reroute the plan because if you go, 
you're already telling me that you don't want to go. I know how women are. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the point of going if you're going to show up and not be happy about it? Well, then you're just wasting your own time. Everybody's time. It's not going to go better. Right. So you're better off. You're better off rerouting the plan. I like that. I like that idea. Now, here's the big question. So you've gone on the first date and you've got follow-up dates. Yeah. When can you have sex? Um, And how does that affect things? I think, you know, we all want to know, like, am I supposed to wait to have sex? You know, I'm not going to tell anybody when they should or should not have sex. Okay. But what I will say is the go-to rule is that you should decide if uh, you should decide for yourself, if you can have sex with somebody and then you never hear from them again, and you're fine with that, then by all means have sex with them. But most women are having sex as an investment towards what they are hoping will be a relationship. And men don't have sex for that same reason. Mm -hmm. And so you have to manage your expectations. So I think if you're somebody who's doing it to, to kind of move the relationship along or make it into something more than it is, or you're going to get your feelings hurt, if it doesn't go the way, then you need to wait until you're certain about where you guys are with everything. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Like if, if I don't know that I think, especially early on, it's a great idea to think that by having sex with someone that's going to bring them closer to you or tie them in more. And I do think women get into that a lot, but if you're like in the mood to have sex and you're like, I just want to, if he, if it goes south that you're able to rebound from it, um, which I think every woman should feel, you know, I don't, I would like to see women move out of that mindset that that degrades them or lessens them or whatever. Right. Um, then do what you're going to do. And, you know, if you want to keep them, be really good. And, but, it, you I know, I've, I have had, a, I've had a lot of clients in the past, my guys say, you know, Gina, I told her, cause I'd be like, Oh, she called me and she's like upset. Cause you know, you know, didn't work out or whatever. And he said, Gina, I told her, that I wasn't looking for anything, you know, like she, and cause a lot of times women can be the aggressors mm. and, you know, and my guys will be like, but I told her I really wasn't, didn't know, you know, and, and then she ends up getting her feelings hurt. And it's like, we told you. I, yeah. If, if somebody tells you that they're yeah. not looking for anything, they're yeah. really not, you're yeah. not going to be the one that changes them. No, no, no. <laughs> that is so true. So there you got it. I think that is that is something I really felt was the big question out there that we needed to talk about. Sex. Once you've got yeah, when you when that gets inserted and how <laughs> literally because <laughs> uh, I hear that question all of the time, you know, uh, and uh, when I was talking on a previous podcast about it, well, I was giving guys advice, then how do you get to the second date? And my advice is be good at sex on the first date. If you get, you know, that's funny. Well, sex, that's true. Because that's true. We're not going to come back if you suck at it either. No, like, that's very, very true. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think anybody can be a good lover if they care what their partner wants, you know, but mm-hmm. I think those people who are just having sex to please themselves are always going to be considered bad lovers because then you're a selfish lover and and a selfish lover is a bad lover, bad lover, very bad lover. So too. been there, done that too. Not, not on my end, but I've had them. I'm not selfish when it comes to that, but I've certainly had those guys that were just in it for them. And it's just, it's horrible. It's so boring and gross. That's right. It is boring and gross. Uh, And you heard it 
<laughs> you quote me on that. <laughs> it's not just me saying that. Oh, no. Uh, it's all of us saying that. Um, so before we move on to, I want to talk about the matchmaking a little bit, what that looks like, because I've got a lot of curiosity around it. And obviously you've got a lot of experience. Any last thing that you want to impart on the listeners? Uh, obviously, listeners, I highly suggest you follow Gina. And at the end of this podcast, she is going to give you all of the places that you can um, find her. I mean, I will say right now they can join my new community text phone number thing that I have, which is I'll give the number if that's cool. It's 310-634-1910. And you just type in inner circle. And, uh, and then you're on a thread with me and there's sometimes where I actually really answer people's questions, dating questions, um, wish people happy birthday, whatever, cause it's still new. So people still have direct access to me. So that's kind of a fun thing. And it's kind of fun to like girl, women are like, Gina, I'm going on a date tonight. I met a guy on Bumble and he's a billionaire. What should I do? Which, and I was like, well, first of all, how do you know he's a billionaire? And, uh, and so I'm able to give people advice right then and there sometimes when I'm available. So it's kind of fun. That's, that's awesome. So can you repeat that number one more time? It's 310-634-1910. And you just text inner circle. I love that. That sounds like a lot of fun. And guys, of course, as always, I will put all of this information in the description of the podcast. You just got to scroll down and uh, the links will be there and everything like that as well. So um, anything else you want to say about dating before we talk about matchmaking? I mean, my God, there's so much I could say about dating, but I mean, I think I've given some really good tips. I pretty much have given it all at this point. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else you want to know, you feel free to ask me, but uh, no, I think I've covered a lot of ground here. Yeah, I think you did. I think you've given a very efficient process that can be implemented starting today. That's going to save ladies a lot of time. Um, So let's move on to matchmaking. First of all, are you... Can you name drop it all? Who have you matched? Are we allowed no, to know? I, I can't. I know I can't. You know, it's funny and it's so petty and shitty, but like I had a client, he's very, very uh well to do, let's mm-hmm. say, and um got him matched. And I was using I was using a picture of them as a couple uh from the back, them from the back. Uh, walking off, like from their wedding, you know, just them from the back. I didn't say who they were. And it was like, not even, I didn't even have it publicly. It was like on a private webinar I was doing for ladies. I didn't say these were my, I didn't say anything. It was just a cute picture. I liked really could have been anybody. I just happened to like it. And it happened to be one of my couples, but I didn't say that to anybody. I just said, Hey, webinar will be starting in a minute. I mean, whatever. Well, a woman that saw my webinar took my webinar. She was a friend of the wife and told them. And then he came to me and he's like, Gina, you have to take that picture. I mean, he was really nasty about it. And it's like, so, you know, it's interesting. I love what I do, but, um, but it's, it's a transaction. It's not hearts and rainbows necessarily. It's people like me to be under the radar for, and they like to be under the radar and that's how, that's how it goes. Right. Right. That's I had to try though. The name of the game. Yeah. I had to try. So, um, your clients are primarily men. Oh, well, they are all men, right? They're all men. I mean, once a year, like once a year, I might take on a woman if I really feel like I could help her and get her what she wants, but it would be very special circumstances. And mm-hmm. because it's just a harder way to do things. It's just, it's, I can't even explain it. 
but it's, it's just a harder way to do things. And these are mostly very affluent, successful men. Yes. Yes. I mean, my clients range from 26. He just turned 26 to 29 to 35. Those are my youngest three. Mm -hmm. And then it goes up from there. But mostly my clients right now are under 50. They're definitely under 60. And the active ones that meaning they're still active on my, because some go on and off my roster, right? When they meet someone, Mm -hmm. mostly like mid fifties and below right now. And are they cool people primarily? They They will always be cool people because- I refuse to work. I've had a couple guys contact me because of the TikTok stuff. And one guy recently, he's 38 and he's like known as one of the wealthiest men in Texas. And he, you know, he was cute and all these great things. And he's a billionaire, well-known billionaire there in Texas. And but the thing is, he really wasn't looking for a serious relationship. He just looked like kind of a party guy, wanted to get on, get girls on the private plane with the champagne. And, mm. and that's just not really what I do because the women that I usually find for my guys, they have access to, to extremely wealthy guys all the time, but they want me to be able to say that my guys are good guys, that my, that I actually authentically like my guys and, and my guys are looking for real relationships. So, um, so I didn't take him on. And then there was another man he'd worked with other matchmakers and he, he was just, I could tell, and I've never even used this term, but he was gaslighting me. And I said Mm. to him, you're gaslighting me. And he was kind of gross and I wouldn't work. So yeah, I'm very picky. So another thing about my business, that's different than other matchmakers is I only work with seven to eight clients ever at a time. So I keep my roster very small and a lot of my guys will renew. Uh, they, they like to stick with me because they know that I've set them up with great, amazing women. Mm-hmm. It might not have been the right match because that chemistry between two people is really an intangible thing that no ma- no matchmaker can really quantify that. Um, so, but they'll renew with me. So I don't always need to take on a lot of brand new clients, you know? Right. Right. And how do you find the women for them? The women- I mean, are these just people, you know? The men usually come through referrals, um, but the women we're constantly scouting mostly on Instagram these days Mm. because I like to be able to see into people's life, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I want to see, does it look like she's up to no good? (laughs) Uh, Does it look like she does, you know, a lot of philanthropy? Is it all just me, 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 or, you know, I do find that the Instagram, and I know that it's only really one aspect of people's lives, but it still is quite telling. Mm-hmm. of who they are. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I like, I like being able to pre-qualify people back uh, based on the backstory of what I, how I can connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. So like uh, the girl, I'll just say the girl, you know, have you read that Adam Levine thing? I was dying to ask you about that, but well, um, it's funny because my little social media girl, she's like, Tina, let's do a, let's, I want you to do a TikTok video about the Adam Levine thing. And, and see, I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't heard of it or anything. And, um, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to avoid doing like celebrity stuff because I don't want, I don't want celebrities not to want to hire me because I do celebrity, you know what I mean? So anyway, but (laughs) then, you know, I read more about this Adam Levine thing because then it really started popping up on the actual entertainment feeds I read. And mm-hmm. and I looked at the picture of the girl and I was like, I think I know her. And then I went into the database and I typed in her name and she's in my database, Sumner. She's, she's a really sweet girl. I mean, I actually set her up with a client last summer. 
So I don't know when she started dating Adam Levine because she was saying that she'd had a year-long relationship with him, but I set her up a year ago, July. So I don't, I don't know. These listen, these ladies, when they're hot and great, um, they are being, I, I know this for a fact, they are being DM'd by the rock stars. They are being mm-hmm. messaged by the Dodgers. And you know what I mean? So that's the competition for my guys are going at, you know, would love to meet the same women. It's it's a lot of competition. So anyway, my job is to sort of get in front of them, you know? Right. So what you find is mostly it's a celebrities wanting to date celebrities or something within that realm, billionaires wanting to date celebrities or influencers that are at this level. So not really. I mean, you know, I think that, um, well, we, let's look at, let's look at who Adam Levine actually married. Now, some people could say she's a model, which she was, but she's, she was also a model at a very high level. Like she was a Victoria's secret model. So it's like, you know, I don't know, superficial as it sounds. And listen, women are just as superficial. So I have no problem talking about this stuff because I find women to be, everybody's just equally as superficial. But, um, you know, I do find that even when my guys, um, beautiful is not enough for them to want to marry somebody or looking when they're looking for long-term, they want somebody with accomplishments. So, you know, Beati, the girl, the wife, you know, she was a Victoria's secret model. Um, She probably had a lot of endorsement deals. She had, she had accomplished a lot as a model. So she wasn't just a model. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So my guys never want just models. Um, And it depends. Some of my younger guys might not, but, but that might not care, but usually they want somebody who's extremely educated and accomplished and, you know, has a little bit more going on than just being an influencer, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, Sumner, she's just 23. And, and so a year ago, she's 22. So, you know, she fell into the category, how much, how much can you achieve at that young age? It's a very young age, but she is very mature for herself, for herself, for her age. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate that she got mixed up in all that business. Well, especially because <clears throat> women and we've seen it on TikTok. the women just turned on her instantly she was trying to get oh, yeah, ahead sure. of something yeah. and and on night that was the instant reaction was the women tearing her down and 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 oh, again, sure. she's conventionally beautiful and i think conventionally beautiful women while it does give them access and, and privilege in a certain way it can also be um uh, they, they can get attacked really fast by other women because of that, oh, because um, of it, for sure. And, and here's the other thing she, it would be, it would be very hard for any of us. Okay. Would think back to when you were 21, 22, 23. And, and she, you know, she was living in Kansas, I think when I first met her and then she moved to Texas and now apparently she's out in LA, which I didn't realize. Um, but, um, but, you know, she's so young. She's a baby. And now you have one of the biggest rock stars in the world yeah. dropping into your DMs. Like, who wouldn't? Come on. Who right. wouldn't get sucked into that? And I think that so many people are absolute hypocrites if they want to say, oh, shame on you. Bullshit. You think you wouldn't do it? Then you're just you're just a total hypocrite. Most people are hypocrites. So it's just a young girl. You know, she's a young girl. I, I'm glad that you say that because it sort of breaks my heart to sit and watch and listen yeah. because she is young and also, and, and yes, certainly young women, but I think most women can get dragged into the power of celebrity and all of that. It's something that Absolutely. 
I mean, we can all get sucked in and it is not her responsibility. It just in the end, it, it's not. And who it knows is. what he said and who knows what he promised. Right. And turn around and say, I'm going to name a child the same thing I named you. Like, gross. yeah. And you know, what's weird. What's really weird is the name Sumner. I think of Sumner Redstone, the gross old pervert. Like, I can't even believe why he wouldn't think of that. That's all. When I hear the name Sumner, I only think Sumner Redstone, that 90-year-old, you, you know who that is, right? I don't know. He's like the big billionaire, and they've done all these Vanity Fair articles because he's like close to 100, and he has yeah. all those like girlfriends, and then he had one main, and I know some of these people that are involved in this stuff, and the, and it's just disgusting. And he owned um, Paramount, or he owned one of oh. the, he's like, no, bigger. He's like the one of the major studios in Hollywood. Anyway. So when anybody says Sumner to me, I don't, I was like, why would you want to name a kid after like that nine, like hundred year old disgusting pervert man, but whatever. Easy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's, it is interesting that that's, uh, it was, it's a very timely thing to talk about. And I'm so yeah. glad to hear you take that position because it, I've been infuriated at, um, by some people's response attacking her. Uh, we've all made mistakes and done things. Oh my God. Like if you wanted to dig into my past, like we are all of course, flawed people and, and to turn on her and, and it can really ruin her. Uh, at such a young age. Mm -hmm. um, and he has a responsibility to to make sure that doesn't happen. And we're going to see really quickly what kind of dude he is. Oh, come on. They're never going to come clean with it. Never going to come clean with it because, you know, he's probably not even the one talking at this point. It's his PR people. They're doing the talking. It's now we think that it's them. It's not. It's their PR people who are spinning things. And, you know, and listen, he's the one that was, even, you know, slept together, didn't sleep together, had an affair, didn't have an affair. He, she's not married to Bahati, Bahati, and she doesn't, ha- you know what I mean? So she's not obligated to them. He is obligated to them. It, it, he's the bad person. But, you know, even in that whole Johnny Depp situation, I know a girl that dated him in the 90s, and I've met him before and in the 90s, a long time ago. But, um, you know, so many people wanted to, you know, rake um, what's her face over the cold. Yeah, yeah, ever heard. And I've met her girlfriend before her ex-girlfriend that she was with before Johnny Depp had seemed so much like Johnny Depp, so much like Johnny Depp. It was like wild. Um, she was like the female version of Johnny Depp. But anyway, um, but it's like, I don't know why as women, we want to turn on each other and not hold the men accountable. It's just, oh, makes me so angry. I'm right there with you. And there is so much I could say about the Johnny Depp thing, but we, we, and I'm not saying that they're both not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Absolutely. They are. Yeah. I'm not saying she's a victim or anything. And I know people who told me stories about how she did kind of have a plan and whatever. I don't know, but, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think he's innocent. You know, no. I don't think, I think that they're both just like equally. No, he's not a hero. And he's no, a hero. no, he's not a hero. Like standing outside the courthouse to get his autograph. These people, I am embarrassed for them. I am the yeah. lack of the, oh, I'm just embarrassed for them. Yeah. Let me tell you. And it, it it's great that you bring up like that kind of dynamic um, that we see in the celebrity world because we deal with it on a much smaller level, but also in real life. And those are the things that we're navigating when we're dating and when we're going through relationships is the way that, and the fallouts of relationships. I mean, right. This is what you deal yeah. in. You deal and, uh, in the and, life cycle of relationships. Absolutely. And the thing is too, like with 
even just my background, like before I was a matchmaker, you know, I was just a young, naive girl in Hollywood and came out here wide eyed and naive and obsessed with like, you know, the, the heavy metal bands and, you know, and, and movie stars and all that lifestyle that I didn't grow up around. And so, you know, I made a lot of date, I've made a lot of dating mistakes. And so I know, you know, it can, it can happen to anybody, but I also know about celebrities they have, they wouldn't be famous. They wouldn't be celebrities if they didn't have these magical powers. And I don't mean that in an actual like wizard's wand. I mean, they have this magic chemistry that, that, that they, and it's a power that they wield and they know they have it. And, and they, they, it's just like, they have this magical flute and then you're like, oh, and it, and it's hard to even move on once you've dated a celebrity, it's extremely hard to move on because I have dated them and it's, and crazy ones and everything else, but it's hard to move on because it's such a magnetism. It's just this magical energy that they have. Right. It's the charisma. It's the charisma and it's, but it's next level because uh-huh. there's people with charisma. And the only reason people get to that level of movie stars and rock stars is because they have like magical power charisma, you know? And it trumps looks and Absolutely. it trumps money in a lot yes, of it ways does. too. And that uh, certainly that has been one of my uh, Achilles in dating in the past. And that's how I ended up dating trash. Uh, it, it, I, I, I am a, I like energy and I like someone yeah. who can like yeah. pull me that direction. I'm a pretty strong personality. So as, as I can tell you are, yeah. uh, and so I like someone that can really like pull me in, yeah. but then God, usually a lot goes along with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot goes along with that. Absolutely. Can I ask you, are you, I, I didn't look at your relationship status status. Are you single married? So here's the truth that people can't really seem to get their heads around is that, you know, and it's, it sounds like a rom-com and it should be actually, but you know, I got into this because I loved the topic of love and, you know, was always looking for my guys and, and I always picked the bad boys. Um, and then when I got, and I, and I was sort of floating through life, I think wanting a man to have, make a life with me and you know what I mean? And, and, and then I fell into this and I fell in love with my business and I fell in love with myself and how smart I am. And I kept getting smarter and I kept getting smart. I didn't even know I could be this smart. I had no idea. And I truly love my business and my life. And honestly, I've learned so much about men and I know things too much sometimes, I think. And, um, and I'm actually really happy with the life the way it is. So I, I really almost don't even date. I mean, and I think to some people that sounds weird, I'm in the business of love, but I love helping people get what they want. But what I've discovered through having this business is really our goal should not be necessarily to find a partner. Our goal should be happiness. And it, and if we're happy on our own, that should still be the goal. I think too many people get into relationships with people because they think they need to check that box and they sacrifice their happiness you know? So, and then the other side of it is, I think, because I know so much about relationships that I don't put up with any bullshit from anybody. (laughs) And most, you know, most guys, they can't, they, they meet me and they don't even know what they're, they're dealing with here. You know what I'm saying? Because I know, I know everything before I think I know what they're thinking before they think it, you know? 
I used to, when I would go on dates, I would know what they were going to say before they said it. And I would sometimes they'd start to say it and I'd interrupt them and I'd actually say what they were going to say ahead of time. I'm like, you're very busy, right? You've got kids. And, <laughs> and so you just don't know how much you get, right? But you're looking for something, but, and they would just like, their eyes would get big and I'd just be like, right. yeah, yeah. You yeah. are not unique, dude, but yeah. I am. Right, right, right. <laughs> and and so, and I am in a unique place um, on a number of levels. Like also, you know, so I would never date those kind of guys I used to date before I had my business. Um, I would only want to date because here's the other thing that I also learned from having my business that if you want to be in a relationship, you have to be able and willing to prioritize that other person because you're going to have to rearrange things in your life, depending, you know, if they've got their own life and things going on. Now, if they're like total broken down loser, they'll just glob on and take the scraps that you're giving them. But I would never date those guys anymore. I've been there, done that. Um, And any man that I would want to date that's like elevated they're going to expect Gina to rearrange her priorities and rearrange her life. And they may not want seven animals sleeping in the bed. And, but I like my life as is. I do not want to uproot my animals um, for anybody, for anybody. I love that. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel that I love what I do. I think, um, and I think a lot of women are starting to find that kind of fulfillment yeah. In and of themselves and not wanting to, I mean, we're seeing that a lot. And that's why you see that article, the rise of the lonely man and stuff like right. that, because they have to really level up now and like do some inner work that they haven't had to do before. Um, because we are learning to satisfy ourselves in so many ways. Yes. <laughs> I mean, all the ways, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you see on my TikTok, I've been doing a 365 days of orgasms challenge. So I spend a lot of time oh, with myself. Now that's interesting. So you mean you have an orgasm every single night or day or afternoon or morning. Whatever. And what have you, right. But yeah, right. In a 24 hour span, let's say. Do you I do it more it. than once, more than months? Once? Oh, oh, I have. I have certain days like yesterday. I, I was, I don't know, stress. Stress sometimes makes me want more. Uh, so yesterday there were several. And then I have the days. So I also got COVID twice this year. And wow. yes, I'm vaccinated. It was a real tough year. I made this uh, commitment on January 1st. And I have had an orgasm every day since then through two bouts of COVID. And then I got the stomach flu once and so I went even, through my, go ahead. No, you go ahead. My partner and I had a brief bumpy patch that was very like heartachy. And I had to learn to uh, make myself do that through heartache, which actually turns out to be a, a great way to deal with heartache. You know, you get the, because your body releases all of these very addictive oxytocin and dopamine drugs, feel good, calm your nerves, sleep good drugs. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. And, and I have learned how to satisfy myself and I've learned a lot of things about myself, but mostly I'll tell you this much. I definitely in this year have become more confident and I've definitely fallen in love with myself and that I, you were talking about that. And there's this moment when I think for me, when it clicked, when I was like, damn, I think I really love myself and that changes everything. Uh, I'm so curious though about this. So hold on, because <laughs> I have had a theory about this before um, about like, and so you do this even when you're not in the mood. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you use mostly a toy? Is that what you're using or what are you doing? Oh, I've got 
lots of toys. My toy box is overflowing. So yes, I I do do that. There have been times when I've switched to just, you know, using my own hands. Yeah. My partner, it counts. My partner actually is long, long distance. So we see each other a couple days out of the week, but um, but we were just in Hawaii for three weeks oh, wow. uh, every day. And um, I still, there were days where I just uh, took care of myself. Like I don't put that on him. And sometimes even when I know he's going, he and I are going to have sex. And we, we ha- when we have sex, he, he gives me many orgasms. Sometimes I'll even give myself one before we get to that. So that my goal, my orgasm goal isn't part of our sex. Interesting. Okay. And then we're just having sex and what happens happens. So you do legitimately notice a difference in, in what your mental, like, are you less stressed or like what? I know you said confidence, but um, so yeah, that's interesting. Cause I actually mentioned this uh, in one, one of my TikTok videos, I, or no, no, I don't think I've done a TikTok, but I think one of my lives. And you know, this woman said, oh, when I have an orgasm by myself, or, you know, she said, it makes me feel sad. So when I was going, uh, when we had our little, uh, we had a, a temporary breakup, it was interesting because there came this point. I, you know, at first I was very angry. I'm Italian Irish. So at first, like I was, and then one day I did my orgasm and it was like, suddenly stuff that I really, and it wasn't just about the relationship. It was all the stuff that I hadn't been dealing with. that was stuff down. It was unleashed. And I got done orgasming and I just started like, I'm, I went straight to, you know, the kind of full body sobbing that yeah. is, it's like you, you're, I mean, I went straight to that and it lasted all day long Whoa. and it was this real, um, release. Wow. Uh, and sometimes it is that way, but it is, if you are doing it consistently, across a year, you're going to find that it does a whole bunch of different things. One of the things that I'm also perimenopausal, so I'm dealing with all of that. Um, And I have found that it does a lot of different things. I've, uh, I was having issues with growing a fupa, which I'd never had before, you know, the front upper pussy area. Um, I was putting weight on. What are you talking about? Hold on. Slow this down. You do what? You know, your, your front upper pussy area, they call it a fupa. (laughs) I've never heard that before above. Are you just talking like, is that (laughs) explain this to me, please? It's the, it's, it's, it's below your belly and it it's pussy fat. (laughs) It's pussy fat. So what happens when you go through eyes are watering? I'm I'm just telling you. No, no, no. I find uh, it so interesting. Are you kidding? Your body starts <laughs> phone fell over. <laughs> like on that note, I'm like oh. on the pussy fat note. Yes, on the pussy uh, fat note. Please. As you go through menopause, sometimes yeah. body, your body will rewrap where it's storing fat. Okay. And one of those areas is your stomachs for for women. And I was really right. struggling. I've been uh, pretty uh, fit throughout my my post children life, and I just couldn't get rid of it. And I I have the one big thing that I have seen, it makes sense to lose weight because uh, of all the chemical stuff going on in your body. But so that has changed. My, my pupa is no longer there. Fatty. Okay. (laughs) So that's, I'm going to do some Googling when we're done with this, I'm getting, getting straight on Google. But the other thing um, that's been interesting to me is as in throughout my life with sex, I really couldn't enjoy 
the penetrative part that much. I didn't have a lot of internal sensation. I never understood. I agree with that. Yeah. Right. And this has changed that. Really? I have found new spots in my, I'm having, I'm having the most insane orgasms. They can last uh, three, four minutes. I have multiple orgasms. I found spots inside. Yeah. It's been, it's been transformative and it's, it's not bullshit. It's been work. A lot of work. Get on your TikTok. I gotta look at that TikTok now. Yeah, go to this morning's. You'll see what kind of state I was in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's made me a better. I think a better partner. Um, it's definitely my because you know my partner has learned a lot. So. Yeah, I bet he has. Oh, good sex. Good sex. Now, um, how old is he? He's uh, so I am forty eight, and he is fifty seven. Okay, he's older. Okay, yeah. yep, got it. Um, and um. And, you know, I don't know, people think a lot of things about older men and men in that age range, but he's in extremely good shape, uh, definitely in better shape than I am. And he, I have a, I I know, have a libido. <laughs> I, know, I know a woman that was telling me that she, you know, she's like in her sixties probably. And she met a man who's in his seventies and she said they are having the best sex she's ever had in her life. So, but you know, it's, that's a, what it's I mean. unreasonable. It's unrestrained and adventurous and, um, and he, he does a lot of internal work. I mean, to be with me is a little difficult as a man because of the nature of my podcast and the things that I talk about in my openness. And, um, I think like you were talking about with yourself and dating. Yes. Uh, so I met him and I knew, I knew it was going to get real. And I was like, fuck, like I cannot be on this podcast and hold back. Like one of the right. things that has made it work is that I just say what I say. I say how right. I want to say it. And if you don't like it too fucking bad. Right. And, and then I was like, oh my God. And I told him, I'm sorry, I cannot have you in my mind when I'm talking about this. I cannot be worrying about yeah. what you're going to think. Right. And so uh, that, you know, yeah, I'm on board and. I met a great guy years ago, years ago. And when I was first starting my matchmaking business, he seemed super cool. I liked him in so many ways, but like, and I wasn't, I think I was just posting on Facebook back then. And he would like say, Oh, my friends are saying this or, or, and he's not even, wasn't even a young kid, you know, like we were in our forties. He was probably a little older than me. And, and it was just like too much. It was just like, I got to be free to be me. I got to be free to do my thing. And so actually on my Bumble and I'm barely, I mean, when I say barely, I mean like months go by, I'm barely on it. I'm on it when I'm helping women and we're doing that stuff. But for me, I'm barely on it. But I did recently put something on there and I said, hey, listen, most men can't deal with what I do. So you might as well go and look me up on TikTok, matchmaker Gina Hendricks, and let's get it out of the way. Because there was this one great guy about a year ago, whatever I was talking to, he seemed so interesting and cool to me. And very rarely does anybody seem interesting and cool to me. And so anyway, so I was, we were talking and things were going well. And this was through messenger, you know, I should have gotten him on a call. Like I tell people to do, but, and he was just like, oh, well, here's my Instagram. And, and everything was going along well. And I go, oh, well, here's my TikTok. And then he unmatched with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually just put in my profiles <clears throat> yeah. what I do. And yeah. that was like the first thing I put out there and pay, and guys would be like, Oh, are you just trying to get listeners? I'm like, well, you can become a listener if you want to, but if you want to really date me, you're going to want to know what you're dealing with. Right. Exactly. I don't, so. I don't want to tiptoe around it. Like you can look at my videos. I don't always look cute. I don't, I'm not always looking perfect. So that's also a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go and check me out and, you know, know what you're in for. And and to me, it would be 
annoying if a guy was talking to me and everything and hadn't taken that step to look me up. Right. Because that's what we do. Yeah. That's, I guess, another really great dating tip. If the person that you're interested isn't interested enough to stalk you a little and do the the work, then they aren't that interested. No, they're not. Or, you know, or maybe they're just too interested in themselves. (laughs) But yeah, you want somebody who's like, oh yeah, you know, and I, I looked you up and you wrote, especially if you've done things that are of note. So if you say you're an author or if you say whatever that's Googleable, you know, and they haven't like Googled or even looked you up to see like that to me, that's a huge turnoff. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, and I'm pretty easy as well to find online. So I, I would definitely, and, and I'm, I also think that I know someone is good for me. And one of the things that I love about my partner is he does, he listens to everything I do. Yeah. He's invested. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes that's hard too, because I am not editing in my mind. Right. Fair enough. Yep. 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 I know. Believe me. I know, you know, (laughs) so I'm right there with you. So this has been such an exciting conversation. One of the things I wish we had time to talk about maybe sometime in the future is uh, you've got to have a lot of opinions about the Tinder swindler and what happened with those women. And I know that's in the, in the past. Did you watch that though? Yeah, I did a TikTok video about it. I'm going to have to go back and look. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I basically, uh, God, what did I, and I watched and I watched it, you know, I think that, you know, that. He played into the fantasy all women have, which is they want this prince on a white horse to scoop them up and they put on the rose colored glasses. They drank the Kool-Aid and they overlooked the red flags. I mean, okay, please tell me as someone who actually knows uh, men at that level, weren't there just tons of things that were like, I was like, he's clearly lying. Like for me, me, my red flags would have been going off every, I, I wouldn't have even believed him. And I'm not judging those women because I also think no. that I'm a super, um, like, I just am not someone who believes people very quickly at all until I have done in-depth research. Right. But I feel like um, as someone who yeah. actually deals with men at that level, it doesn't match up with the reality, right? The shit he was putting out there. No, right? well, I mean, first of all, if he needs money from them, for God's sakes, and he can't go to his peer group, his family. I mean, come on. That's like your biggest red flag. It was also, but it was really tricky and strange about him having that woman and the baby on the flight, like the baby mama. That was just bizarre to me. And, but, you know, I think he also did it. I think he's very, very good at what he does, you know, in terms of he knows how to, uh, he knows how to present and he had that plane. So he did a lot of things that would make a woman question, you know, if, if, you know, I think, I think he, he had a good balance though, but there were red flags there that were definitely overlooked. And, and again, yeah, I don't blame the women at all because I think when you're in it, you can get so sucked in. And I had a lot of women, cause I have a private group for women, Facebook group called badass and brilliant women. And um, some of the, and actually two women in the group found out because of the group and because we were talking about the subject, They were both being catfished by the same man in my group and it had gone on two years. And in one case, one of the women, she had actually flown to Texas to meet the guy. She flew herself because she had just gotten so swept up and believed 
And this man came and he's like this big, huge man and he didn't match anything. And then he tried to trick her later and said, that really wasn't me. That was my bodyguard. I mean, just on and on and on and on and on the way they mess and get into. And you know what she said? She said he rewired her brain. Mm. So these guys are so manipulative that they know how to have you question what you should never be questioning things that because we're not involved, we can see it so clearly. But when you're in it and they they have these all, all these different tactics that they just manipulate you and they rewire your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that happens a lot in, in yeah. lesser ways uh, with women and men in dating. So yeah, um, this has been a great conversation and you really have just, you know, I think shared, been very generous with tips and information. Um, I hope listeners, you're going to take some time to check her out. I love her content. I think whether you like or not what she's saying in those videos, (laughs) sometimes the hard truths are just truths. So somebody's got to tell you the truth people. (laughs) That's right. And if you have different opinions or you have what say about it, you know how to email me Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E at she explores life.com. But before we go first, uh, Gina, I want you to go through all of the different ways people can find you. Okay. Give them. I have to think about this for a minute. So, well, they can, of course, find me on TikTok at Matchmaker Gina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And then um, my main website is GinaHendricks.com. And from there, like if you're a man, you can inquire about working with me. If you're a woman, you can click the women's tab and you can fill out a profile and be in my database. Um, my coaching stuff to book a love consultation, these types of things, and my books are available. Uh, the books are available on Amazon, but if you go to thegreatmanhunt.com, thegreatmanhunt.com, that's where you will see links to my books to book a coaching call. Um, some, a lot of the offerings that I have for women for my coaching programs. So yeah. Oh, and then last but not least on Facebook, my private group for women is called badass and brilliant women. And that's not necessarily about being single. It's about really supporting women, supporting each other at all phases and stages of our lives. I love that. Thank you yeah. so much. Sure. Uh, you guys know where to find me. You can find me at she explores life on Facebook, Instagram, locker room, talk and shots, Facebook, Instagram, locker room, talk podcast on TikTok. And hey guys, uh, actually this is going to be my second video YouTube podcast. So you are going to uh, go to Annette Benedetti on YouTube. You're going to be able to get, uh, I'm slowly uploading my daily diaries to my 365 days of orgasms uh, experience. And this is my second video podcast going up, but there will be many more. I've been lining up some amazing guests and I just feel so honored that you took time to talk to me and and just share like all of your stuff. We so. covered a lot of turf. It was fun. Oh, and there's just so much. And <laughs> so it's been a great conversation. So everybody, until next time, I'll see you in the locker Cheers. <laughs> Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous bra and panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to 
tie me up and call me good girl, daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. 